Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? On today's episode, I want to talk about what it's like for me to be a witch in the church pews. So I've been thinking about this in the last couple of weeks as I've been more vocal about my exploration into witchcraft and my adopting the identity, um, the label actually, um, of witch. Because the label is something that is able to be sort of like externally um, shared and makes me visible in the community, um, especially in the realm of social media. So using the hashtag witches of Instagram has helped me to connect with other people around the world who are kind of seeing the world in the sa- from the same perspective that I do, which is much more of a magical perspective. Um, even though this label is something that I'm still relatively new to, I would say in the last six months have I actually been um, vocal about it and sharing it kind of as adopting it as a label and saying, yes, adding this to kind of my plethora of labels that I use to describe myself. Um, it's actually something that I think that I've had since I was a little girl when I think back. Um, but I was reflecting on this actually this last week when I was sitting at church and then some of the questions that I've had from people or the questions that I've had silently that I I know people are asking but haven't directly asked me um, in person but I can just kind of feel into the question and not even in like a defensive or judgmental or um, anything like negative way but just from like a curiosity perspective so a few weeks ago when I started therapy she asked about my spiritual beliefs because I had put on the form panentheist witch and it was a really great time for me to start fresh with somebody where I was kind of not backtracking from maybe where I have been in my life but really just kind of starting a fresh brand new situation a brand new person and saying this is who I am and this is how I see the world so the other day when I was sitting in the church pews, I thought it would be really great for me to address what it's like for me to experience church and the intersection of Christianity um, with my own identity as a witch and my magical practice. So 
I feel like there is actually a really long and sometimes beautiful and sometimes very painful history of witches, witchcraft, and the church. And as I've been doing some ancestral exploration, really having my great-grandmother um, ancestry from the lands of Bohemia, which is now known as Czechia, which has also been known as uh, Czech Republic and Czechoslovakia in my lifetime. Uh, seeing how there has been, you know, a historical influence of Catholicism in a region in Central Europe, which still maintains a pretty close um, interpretation or experience of traditional folk ways. So as I'm as I'm just doing some research and kind of trying to get a general understanding of the lay of the land and some historical experiences, it seems to be not just, you know, re relegated to the Czech the Czechoslovakian area, the lands of Bohemia, Austro-Hungary, but all of Europe, um, that there is a pagan influence <clears throat> underlying a lot of the Christian Catholic um, traditions that have come out and sort of the systems of organized religion that has come out in Europe. And so it makes sense to me that there would be people, if we're, if I'm defining a witch as somebody who works with herbs and works in the healing profession and is working for both their own personal healing as well as the healing of the collective, the people that they come into contact with and trying to maintain a reverence for kind of the cycles and paying attention to the earth as mother and the elements, that those people were a part of churches from the very beginning, especially if we think about, um, you know, the colonialism that has happened and how the church um, has spread. And so for all of my witch friends out there who feel completely uncomfortable with sort of marrying these two ideas, I understand because at first, or even when I was younger, it seemed like I had to pick one or the other, right? I was a very magical child. So when I was, when I was really young, I would make like potions out of leaves and I would talk to the sky. And um, I had this imaginary friend that I called wind because I didn't know um, how to say it in, in human words. Um, but it was like, it, my, I remember my mom um, catching me talking to the wind and and asking if, if it was an imaginary friend or not. And of course I told her it was an imaginary friend, even though it was, it was something that I used to look for signs and communicated with. Um, I don't know if it was, um, like a ghost or a spirit or something, but it would, it would kind of talk back to me in, in ways where I'd be like, I would look for a sign or like, tell me yes, if you hear me and, you know, leaves would rustle. And of course, we could have a big conversation about synchronicities and science and being able to prove things and cause and effect, but I'm not going to go down, down that rabbit trail. So I feel like there's been a long history of witches in churches, right? And participating in the life of of the church 
without um, without persecution. So probably with with persecution, especially with things like the witch trials and just some of the awful atrocities that have happened in the last you know several hundred years. But thinking about the full range of what witchcraft is and how I've been told that in my family, the women, that women have like a special knowing, premonitions, dreams that come true. Um, my bio dad has had some pretty um, powerful dreams as well. And my son also. So I wonder if sometimes just women were pegged um, as as having um, like a, a knowing of an intuition, but that men also experienced it. And so from what I know about my grandma and her mom, and I think generations back, is that they were Catholic. And what the stories about my grandma is that she was, quote, very Catholic. And it's actually interesting to me because when I was in college, I really loved spiritual life and being a part of a spiritual community. And I found my home in college in both a kind of rock and roll evangelical, non-denominational Christian church, but also um, a Catholic church. And so in the mornings on Sundays, I would go to uh, this kind of rock and roll service, you know, the pretty stereotypical um, Christian service, and there'd be, you know, drum set. And and then at night, I would go um, with my friends, my Catholic friends, and we would go to Mass either on campus or we would go to church, and I learned um, Mass. And I was really, really close to converting to Catholicism after I had converted just a few years prior to um, evangelical Christianity. And one of the things that I remember saying as as a college student who was really kind of a seeker in the spiritual realm was that I loved the ritual. I loved the ritual. I loved the smell of incense. I loved the sitting and standing and and the repetitiveness of it because I hadn't grown up in the Catholic Church and had sort of any of the baggage that some people have. I came to it with a really a fresh fresh eyes and fresh heart and felt like I found so much joy in um, the the way that they portrayed the saints and like at Easter when we would do like the 12 stages of the cross and at Christmas there was just so many different um, ways that I felt like I could enter in from this perspective of looking at ritual and and then knowing that a lot of the ritual and holidays and saints were actually pagan um, gods and goddesses and people who lived before and kind of were translated into this Christian worldview, to me showed this ability to kind of like marry things together and um, blend them and keep them intact, even though it was within the system of organized, of organized systemic religion that unquestionably has done much harm. So I've been known to kind of gravitate toward this idea of ritual and kind of really wanting to bring that into my life while also still wanting to maintain um, an independent spirit. The, The thing that really actually turned me away that I couldn't 
fully embrace was the hierarchy um, and having, you know, popes and bishops and, and women not being able to be ordained and and so I could have, I think, gone to maybe an Episcopal church, Anglican church. Um, instead, I found myself, you know, married to my husband and attending Presbyterian church, which still maintains a lot of um, the ritual liturgy aspect of kind of knowing what to expect. And those rituals I find comfort in just like I find comfort in my home rituals. So I could find spirituality was not, doesn't have to be relegated just to a Sunday. It would remind me of how my mind would wander and I would feel contemplative when I was driving or brushing my teeth or taking a shower. That some of these ways that the Catholic Church has made, um, its service feels very mundane and very accessible because it isn't all about these crazy high spiritual experiences with loud music that's like purposely chosen to make us feel a certain way. So I was sitting in the pew on Sunday and I was thinking about all of this, my own history um, between kind of embracing evangelical Christianity and moving away from some of my my faith and my spiritual practices as a kid that felt very internal and private. And it made me think of this, this quote that I heard on a podcast um, recently by Mike McHarg. And the podcast, he, he was talking about um, why he likes church and why he also likes Harry Potter and other things. And he said that it's about the collective imagination that makes the world real. So he says like church is magic, just like Harry Potter um, is magic because we're using our collective imagination to make something real. And what I loved about that is it connected the dots for me and it helped me see how my participating in the community in church is just like my solo practice as far as creating this this imagination and wanting to to use the cheesy word that's such a buzzword right now to manifest, right? And as we were singing songs and as we do prayers and as we sit and we stand and we do all of that, that those feel like spells and that feels like magic. Um, so this is going to be a um, little bit vulnerable to share because I, I still hesitate to use the word spells um, in any sort of real way conversations, not because I don't do spells or believe in them, um, but because of such the bad rap that has, has gotten, um, it feels sometimes cheesy and juvenile or like um, make-believe. And yet then there's that part of me that's like, it's okay if it's make-believe. And if even if it's the placebo effect and even if it's confirmation bias, like those things are all real and valid and healing and can be beautiful coping um, mechanisms to live in a difficult world. Uh, if you're not familiar with the concept of spiral dynamics, I would look it up. Um, it's a concept that I came across a couple of years ago, and it's really talking about um, 
human uh, development of consciousness. And there are different colors associated with these different, I don't like to use the word level, um, but they're, that they're different levels of consciousness and how humans develop both individually and as collectively as a society. And not just in one area, but over like nine different areas. And many people, um, they want to be in a quote-unquote higher uh, level than maybe they are, right? That there's some sort of like uh, black or white, good or bad. And I would say, so if you look it up, that I, w- that I pretty solidly live in the purple category. And so... I'm not going to explain all the other ones, but the purple category is really looking at the world from this like magical perspective. So it doesn't matter the fact that I am, you know, master's graduate level educated. When I think about concepts like gravity or light or um, the way the earth moves through the solar system or how rocks are formed through heat and lava and volcanoes there's always the thing behind the thing (laughs) so things that can be explained by science I like to explain by science and then I take it one step further and say the thing behind science is magic right um there's always for me the and then and then and then um that gravity is a force of nature that feels very magical to me. Light feels magical. Um, The fact that our earth spins and, you know, is a particular degree and weighs from the sun and the way the moon. I mean, it all just feels like it's held by magic, which ties really nicely into my penentheistic view of the world, which is that God is in us and out of us and is holding everything in the universe together and also exists as a separate aspect outside of the universe that we know. So... Um, so this idea of collective imagination and co-creating spells and manifesting together and that this is how we're going to bring the world into what we want it to. And so before church, so I got glasses last week and it's kind of been a big deal. I've been getting headaches and I've kind of been worried that I'm going to need glasses, but worried, but also kind of like I... I am a total nerd at heart and I know that wearing glasses is just like a nerd stereotype and that intelligence and academic uh, propensity has nothing to do with whether you wear glasses or not. Um, But ever since I was in high school, I really have wanted to wear glasses and just now my eyes have gotten bad enough for me to actually wear them. And I decided that I was going to enchant my glasses Oh, there I said it. It's so cheesy. It sounds so silly. Like I'm in, you know, like a Disney movie and they're going to be like bibbity bobbity boo and my glasses are going to be like flying around the room. Um, But so my intention that I set with enchanting my glasses was that I would see clearly and that I would see clearly not just things, physical things of this world, um, but that I would also see clearly um, 
things beyond that my eyes would be opened in a way and my kind like that my vision I could see past just the physical realm of this world and not more than an hour later when I'm sitting in the church pew the song we sang was open the eyes of my heart and it could just be experienced as, you know, oh, a coincidence. But for me, sitting there in the church pew and hearing and singing these words about opening my eyes to something that is beyond, opening my eyes, the eyes of my heart, opening myself up to see and experience more than is just on the surface, more than is just right in front of my face, felt like just this beautiful little nudge that I can be who I am and see the world how I see the world and participate in a larger spiritual community. And what was beautiful about the church service that I was a part of was the whole message and the whole point of the sermon and the discussion that we had was about this idea of the collective imagination and what do we want. And it was really focused on who is our neighbor and how do we create a collective reality for the people in our area, in our neighborhood, in Seattle. And it was all focused on the housing crisis and how Seattle was based and built on displacement of the Duwamish people um, who were native to the Seattle area. They were the First Nations people here and they were our first tent city. And so we have these experiences right now where it's like been popping up these tent cities and homelessness and the tech boom and people not being able to afford housing and communities being um, displaced and not just like people not having physical houses, but having physical community. And what is our responsibility and um, as members of this church and to kind of work in, into this system to create a different reality? And that felt like spell work. And that felt beautiful. Because even though um, I don't agree with everything that the, the larger church does, I'm really appreciating the focus that um, my local church congregation has towards the people that are existing in and around us. And so I'm finding that it's it's a beautiful compliment to be reminded of community and to come and say, okay, how can I, as my witch Jenna self, come and say, okay, how can I create and help co-create this collective imagination, this this reality? Because it is magic. Um, and that's really just kind of my experience right now as being um, kind of a new baby witch in, in label terms, not necessarily in, in actuality, is kind of returning to my own, my own self and, and the world and the earth and, and thinking, um, imagining a new reality and feeling like 
my church can kind of come alongside and I can come alongside that imagined reality and hope to do the actual physical, that it's not just about spiritual bypassing and sitting in the pew and saying all these great things or being at home. When I've done the few spells, these few intentional spells with like um, actual ingredients and, you know, candles and things that, that it's not just about saying a thing. It's also about doing a thing. Um, and so, yeah, that was just kind of my little ramble about talking a little bit about my experience and my history and, and only using my own, um, my own experience and my own family kind of ancestry experience. I'm not an expert in all of these areas. I don't know all of the intricacies of pagan um, folk religion, different spiritual practices and how they were taken by the Catholic church or even, you know, the Protestant church after that. And, and the feelings that can come up around around that. Um, and so I don't claim to be an expert. I just have been feeling like right now I'm in a pretty sweet balance. Um, as far as feeling like I have a really rich personal connection with divine and self as far as my witchcraft. And then also feeling like I have a really beautiful balance of, connection with a spiritual community that aligns with my social justice values. And that makes sense because we're in Libra season, which is all about finding that that sweet spot and the balance. And it's, you know, you talk to me next week and I'll probably have some huge existential angst about one thing or the other or feel really down on myself about um, you know, a various aspect of my spiritual practice. But as I'm recording this in Libra season, I feel like there's just this really sweet balance that um, I'm able to obtain in 2018 because of so much, um, so much history that has gone into making me actually be safe. Um, and it, it really does feel like a privilege to be able to be a middle-class white which in 2018 that I know a lot of my brothers and sisters currently don't have or feel safe to say those things. Um, and certainly historically that has not been true as well. So if you have any comments, reach out at Leo Rising Tarot on Instagram or send me an email, leorisingtarot at gmail.com. And of course, this is an ever-evolving conversation, so stay tuned. I may have thoughts at a later date. Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived, so feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting, but much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years, so know that there isn't a tarot um Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.